Welcome to Contrast. Richard Bennett, converted Catholic priest, now evangelist, presents Contrast. Your comments or questions are requested. Please write to Contrast, Post Office Box 55353, Portland, Oregon, 97238, USA. Permission is given to record and copy the entire message. And now, here is Richard Bennett. Of all the programs that I am making in this series called Contrast, this is possibly the most difficult for me. And yet, I deem it may be the the most important program that I make. Because it has to do with the very holiness of God, who he is in himself, that distinct feature of God that again and again he draws attention to in the scripture. And he tells us again and again he will not share his glory with another. For example, in Isaiah chapter 42, he says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to another. And so today's contrast between the holiness of God as it is found in the Bible, synonymous with God himself, and the holiness that the Roman Catholic Church says in its New Catholic Catechism, paragraph 2030, the holiness that it says is in a creature as its model and source of the all-holy Virgin Mary. And we will read the full quotation later on. This is a most serious matter because in the Bible God leaves some things to the final ultimate judgment of the last day and others he declares that his judgment is now evident, is now at hand. As he says in Isaiah chapter 5, But the Lord of hosts shall be exalted in judgment, and God that is holy shall be sanctified in righteousness. His own holiness is such that he cannot let pass something that denigrates him as the only source and the only exemplar of holiness. In the Bible, from cover to cover, holiness pertains and is signified and ascribed to God only. To creatures, it is in a secondary sense as they derive holiness from God and only in that sense. God is holy and he desires a holy people and that holiness to his creatures, to his people comes from him 
and him alone. In the Bible, the word holy is ascribed to God and it signifies not one definitive attribute. It is a distinctive feature that covers all his own character or person. Holiness is synonymous with divinity itself. And so in the Bible, in the book of Hosea, chapter 11, it says, For I am God and not man, the Holy One in the midst of thee. We are told in the Bible, in First Samuel, there is none holy as the Lord. No creature can be essentially holy. Holiness is the substance of God. In a creature, it is merely an accident. It is merely a quality that is derived from God. Holiness is who God is. In the creature, it is only something that he or she has derived from God. And so, Jesus Christ himself could say, talking to the Father in prayer, Holy Father, he said, keep through thy name those that thou hast given me. He called God Holy Father. There is only one Holy Father, and it is the Lord God. He alone is holy. He alone is God. And we are told in the last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 15, Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. The Holy One is the sum total of His excellence found in Him alone as absolute purity unsullied even by the shadow of sin. And so it is said in the Bible in 1 John chapter 1, God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. And in the book of Exodus chapter 15, we are told that he is glorious in holiness. And in the book of Habakkuk, thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil and cannot look on iniquity. It is the perfection of God that causes the seraphim to cry out we are told in Isaiah chapter 6 holy 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 is the Lord of hosts no higher praise is found in the whole Bible and this perfection is what the Lord himself draws attention to when he swears by his own character, his own holiness. 
So, for example, in Psalm 89, he says, Once I have sworn by my holiness. The holiness of the Lord is who he is. And in light of what the Bible declares so clearly, without any equivocation, we have the official teaching of the Roman Catholic Church in its New Catechism, paragraph 2030. And she, the Roman Church, says this, quotation, from the Church he, that is the baptized person, learns the example of holiness and recognizes its model and source in the all-holy Virgin Mary. This, before the all-holy God, is quite simply an absolute blasphemy. God only is the model and source of holiness. This cannot be tolerated and this must be must be pointed out before the all holy God that is given to us by himself on the written word of scripture. In the same new catechism of the Catholic Church and in paragraph 829 the Roman Church says the following quotation, but while in the most blessed virgin the church has already reached that perfection whereby she exists without spot or wrinkle, the faithful still strive to conquer sin and increase in holiness. And so they turn their eyes to Mary. In her, the church is already all-holy. Again, before the all-holy God, quite simply, an absolute blasphemy. The true Christian church is all-holy in Christ Jesus alone, covered with his righteousness. In the words of the Bible, God, our righteousness. In the pages of Scripture, God alone is holy. And He has shown us His holiness, His moral purity in His law. That we are told that we must keep and that we must honor. And we see the holiness of His character in the death of Christ Jesus on the cross because iniquity had to be punished your iniquity and my iniquity each individual human being on the face of the earth we cannot of ourselves come before this holy God except there is a substitute and that substitute has been provided by Christ Jesus himself It has been provided through the Father's love 
in the death of Christ Jesus. Repent of anything in yourself that is trying to make yourself holy or trying to somehow bring perfection onto yourself by some means outside what the Bible has said. The first means in the scripture is to be counted holy by accepting, by God's grace, the fact that Christ Jesus died personally for you. To repent of your personal sins and to accept that is to become covered in the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And then on that base, to strive that he would sanctify you in the holiness that is his own. Pray that you may esteem the holiness of God and that you personally may be covered in the righteousness of Christ Jesus, that you may know the one who is holy in the covering that he gives you, and that this may be to the praise and glory of him who alone is holy, alone is glorious, and alone is to be worshipped. Thank you for listening to Contrast. The address to write to is Contrast, Post Office Box 55353, Portland, Oregon 97238. Again, Post Office Box 55353, Portland, Oregon 97238. To purchase the book, Far From Rome, Near to God, The Testimonies of 50 Converted Catholic Priests, simply call 1-800-447-9142. Contrast is a faith ministry. Any encouragement can be sent to Richard Bennett, Post Office Box 55353, Portland, Oregon, 97238. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. You are welcome to make copies and give them to those in need. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. It is likely that the sermon or book that you just listened to is also available on cassette or video, or as a printed book or booklet. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reformed books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-450, 3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, 
neither came into my heart. From his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.